Hi, this is Dr. Shirley Prater. I came on on September the 29th. Let's get the niceties out the way. Yes, my name is Dr. Shirley A. Prater, and I am the owner. I am the uh, announcer, speaker, whatever you want to call it, for life successful forms. We talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Now, I like ti- I don't like titles. However, I give honor where honor is due. But during this show, my name is Shirley. I bleed, I cry, I hurt, I get in pain, I have struggles, I have issues, just like you do. So when this forum, Life Successful Forums, my name is Shirley, just like you are. You guys can message me, we can do whatever we need to do. So what I want to do today is talk about a very uh, important topic. It's called when adult children disrespect and dishonor you. When adult children disrespect and dishonor you, dishonor you. I'm going to be transparent just like I want you to be transparent with me. Message me. Let me know how you feel. What does it make you feel like? You know, as parents, let me tell you millenniums. Millennials and Generation X and Zs, you guys want things handed to you on a silver platter. It doesn't work that way. You get your hips up and you get out and you go and work for what you got. We're not to be your bank accounts. No. Get up and get a job. Go get your own place. Go get your own money. Go live in your own things and do your own things. We had to do it the, the, the same way. And the other thing is, We don't come when we birth you, we don't come. It doesn't come with a manual. So we are going to make mistakes. Yes, we are. We are not perfect in any form. We're going to make mistakes and we're going to make mistakes until the day we die. So let's get that put out on the table. We're talking real, real. That's my motto. Let's talk real, real. We don't come with handbooks. So with that being, you're going to learn it when you have your children and your children do something and you have to discipline them and you don't, they don't, you don't like it. They don't like it. And they call you out your name or do whatever they think they are big and bad and grown enough to do. You're going to see exactly because it's going to come back around. Trust and believe it will come back around on you now. And then you were going to see how you made your parents feel, whether single family or whether it's a family unit. Now, let's talk about what is the underlining issues of the breakdown of communication and the breakdown of disconnect of the relationship. Okay, let's give an example. I'm going to be transparent with mine. Mine could have been of much. I have I have four of them that disrespected me in any way, in any possible way that you can think of. So let's just say this. (laughs) You get disciplined if you do something that you know you're not supposed to do. Am I right about it or am I right about it? Come on, let's talk real, real. We're talking real, real. We can pray. We could talk to you. We could do all of that stuff. But we're talking real world. I'm not in church right now. I'm talking some real life stuff 
we're talking real life. Yes, God is the center of everything, but we're going to talk about some stuff that we don't mention to people that when we go behind closed doors, that gets said, get, that gets done, that gets repeated, that gets hurt. And that's where everything, everything, when you come to church, you all jacked up. Or when you go to your job, you're all jacked up where you, wherever you go, you jacked up in your relationships because there's underlining issues from your, from the children that disrespected you because you're trying to figure out, I birthed them. I gave them everything that I thought they needed needed really to be honest with you all we had to do is give you a roof over your head clothes and it didn't have to be designer and food to eat and a place to lay your head that's it but see you millennials and you generation z and x's think you supposed to get it just give it to me because i asked for it no i don't think so if you need that then you need to go on about your way get my key get out go on out my house go and do what you do i don't care what it is go on about your business let's talk real real when you tell your mother i had this done to me recently when you are a grown adult man and you tell your mother i wish you would die I wish she was dead. Do you know how that makes me feel? As a, I raised my children as a single parent. Did you know? Did you know how that made me feel as a mother? Like a failure. It, I cried. Yes, I did. I cried. It hurt me to my heart to hear my child and then come in and then say, I'm going to come to my house, come to your house and beat the hell out of you. Okay. I said, come on, come on. And the PD will be right there waiting for you and they will know your real name and everything else about you. Come on. See, I'm not that type of person that's going to harbor a fugitive. I'm going to tell on you. Yes, I am. I love you. But I am, because you ain't going to get me caught up in when I'm trying to build up and, and have a legacy for my children and my grandbabies. No, I'm not going to do it. There he is right there. I'm going to tell on you. Show news. Let's keep it real, real. Now, if you don't do that, that's your issue. That's your, that, hey, that's your prerogative. That's, 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 that's what you do. But me, I'm not doing that because I'm not getting myself caught up in no, no mess because you have no clue. What happened? So, as a mother, that made me feel like crap. It made me feel like the worst of the world. Now, this isn't the second, this is not the, the first encounter. Now, we had issues, these four, these four individuals. We had issues. My children, I birthed. No, every, every birthday, every hour that they were born, the pain, the ounces, the inches, the length, every one of them. But yet I wasn't good enough. That's how it made me feel as a mother that I did something wrong. I had one beat me up. The second one beat his mother up. And because I defended myself, I also was when I called the cop, I had to defend myself. I'm only five feet and he stands over six. I defended myself, but I was arrested because he had a mark on his face. Let's talk real, real. We talking real, real. But guess what? I never got an apology. 
I went to the court dates. I went to the court dates, but never pressed charges. Let me explain something about underlining issues. This particular one that beat me up had grudges from 25 years ago when he was a child and never let it go. Let me explain something to you millennials and everybody else that are not millennials and younger and older about unforgiveness. It will eat you up and have your life tore up from the floor up. If you don't let that thing go, you're going to be so bitter towards everybody that you encounter that nobody is going to want to be around you. And you're going to drink yourself to death, be on drugs or, do in, or doing something that keeps you in jail, in and out, in the system, where they want you to. So I suggest forgive. And if you don't understand parents, please, I implore you. If you feel like that your children has an ought against you, go to them. I went to mine over five years ago and told them I was sorry. I thought it was hashed out. Evidently, it wasn't. They didn't really mean it. They just needed a place to stay. As a person, with both of them, I had one that people in the neighborhood didn't even know me. I lived there for a long time, doesn't know me. But with this one particular situation, he broke up, broke up my whole stuff in my whole house, calling me out of my name. And another one that I supported and said stuff and disrespected me as well. So I said, what is the common denominator? The common denominator is me, the mother, the person, the human, the provider, the lover of my children. They were my world. They were my all. They were my everything. They were not above God, but they were my world. I told God, I love my boys. They would never, I knew they would never leave me. But see, God is a jealous God. I bought those boys everything that they wanted. I was the first person in my bloodline that owned a house from the ground up. Guess what? Material things aren't everything. Money isn't everything. But love is everything. When you show love and you give love, it will in turn Show love back to you. As a human being, I felt deflated. I felt demoralized. I felt like I've been disrespected and dishonored. I felt like I was the worst scum on earth. Like I, you didn't know me from a can of paint. And I was the one that got you out of all situations when you didn't have anything. I've done that. I'm pretty sure you guys have done the same thing. I'm pretty sure you've been through the same thing. I'm pretty sure that you were, God, what did I do? You didn't do nothing but raise them. And if you did the right thing by showing them love, by making sure they went to school, by making sure they spoke to adults in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, a, a productive and a, a, a manner in which they were very, um, m their mannerisms were good. 
They respected their elders. And that's how I brought my children up. I was, yes, I was in church all the time with my children. Now, they don't go to church. They don't like it. Because I kept them in the church all the time. Now, one thing I want to say, say is you've got to keep balance. It's God, it's family, then it's church. Keep the balance. Keep the balance because you don't want to rock the boat. You want to keep balance. You don't want to have one side too much to the God. God comes before any and everything. You have a relationship with God at all times. But when you come with family, God is intertwined with that. A threefold cord is not easily broken. Keep that within your family dynamics. Never take it out. Because once you take that out, the equation, your family is going to be jacked up. As a person, it made me look and look on in the inside of me and say, what type of person am I portrayed as when I began to hear, when I prayed, I prayed about that because I was hurt. I was letting, I ain't got no, I don't have no, uh, uh, problems without telling you how depressed I was and just getting over depression, getting, having somebody send God, sending someone in my life to help me get through this, getting at, getting in depression, not wanting to be able to talk to nobody, not talking to to uh, anyone, wanting to go out and drink, wanting to go out and do this or wanting to go out and do that, knowing that I'm a, 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 a person, uh, in, in, in the, in, in the, uh, uh, public eye and cannot do it. But that's how I felt. Like, can we keep it real, real? Yeah, I'm keeping it real, real. Hey, say, can we repeat? Can we keep it real, real? Yes, we're going to keep it real, real. Because we can feel like that. We're human. We still you. God made a, him after us, uh, his own image, but we're still human. We've got feelings. The underlining issue of what they, what you might have done, you might have to go back and apologize to your children about some of the things you did. Hey, some of us grew up in some some of us grew up in some really bad uh, uh, household. I'm one. I'm an author. One of my books is The Pricey Cost of the Anointing. The other one is Married to the Counterfeit. It's a spinoff from Pricey Cost of the Anointing. But my childhood was one of the worst that you could go through. And I protected my children. I overprotected them because I didn't want what I went through for them to go through it. Thinking that that was the best way. That was my way of raising them. Disciplining, yes, I disciplined them. The way that I felt best for my house, for my children, I disciplined them. But I had some that are telling these people. And when I would get feedback and people were looking at me and shaking their head and getting phone calls telling me, my uh, some family members telling me uh, that they're going around telling that they, they had no, they slept out on the streets. They never met me until they were um, met me until they were grown children and I was on out in the street on drugs and I was this, I was that. And I'm sitting there like, 
I'm sorry, I got a book right here full of stuff that we did, parties that I had in my brand new house, the house that I helped build me. I had a hand in helping build that house. Uh, And I'm pretty sure you guys are quite familiar with Habitat for Humanity. And so were they. They helped build the house as well. While we lived in a, a housing project until my house was done, I was working. That's when Clinton was in office. Welfare to work program. Yes, I went to went to that. And I thank God because I haven't been back since. But to tell people in the street that your mother ain't this, that and I'm not going to say exactly all the stuff they said, but I felt like every time I turned around, something bad was being said about me uh, from the own my own ones that I birthed. So let me ask you, that's my, because I told you, I want to get to know you and I want you to get to know me. Let's talk real talk, y'all. Real, real. Let's be real about it. So I want you to know the solution. Have a family meeting and get some family counseling. It's not worth losing your child's relationship over. The love or friendship. What's the solution? Love. L-O-V-E. Love. It covers all. Love. Love. It's amazing what love can do. It's amazing how love can mend. It's amazing how love can make you forget about those things that were. It's amazing what love, L-O-V-E. Look it up. Study it. Have a family discussion. Put those digital things away. Sit at the table. Have a talk. Go to a family therapist. Ain't nothing wrong with going to family therapy. Nothing wrong with it at all. But I encourage you and I implore you. To see and investigate what the underlining issue is of when your adult children disrespect you and dishonor you. And seeing what the breakdown of disconnection of your relationship is. And they also have to take an inventory of them own selves, just like you do. Until the next time, this is Shirley with Life Successful Forums. Let's be real, real. Hi, this is Shirley. Hi, how are how is everybody doing? I hope everybody is well. Physically, emotionally, soulishly, and mentally. This is Life Successful Forums. This is a pop-up. This is not my regularly scheduled. My regularly scheduled program will be on every third um, Saturday of the month at 2 p.m. From between 2 and 3 p.m. And I will have different, um, I will have different uh, subjects, and I will be inviting different people on. 
But today, I want to talk about mental health in the Black community. Um, I'm specifically going with the Black community because we do not realize when there is something going on um, that is not right with uh, our thinking or our deliberation of uh, communication or trying to um, decipher on what's right and what's real. We've got to know that there are different type of mental illnesses and we've got to be aware of it and know, and we've got to not let go. We've got to be there. Even if we can't physically and we can't handle it physically, get someone that you know professionally. Not, and my advice, don't get someone that you know in the church. Go outside of the church, but get someone who is a Christian-based psychiatrist and therapist that can help you. You don't want to get someone that you know personally that knows all your business because it's not going to help the situation. You want to go outside of the situation, outside of the box and get someone that that doesn't know you, your family dynamics or anything about you so that it can be a clean record and it can get the person healed as well as the person as well as the entire family because it's not just that individual that's going through mentally because when it, and when it's mentally affected that individually it infects the whole family it's just like a rotten apple if you have a rotten apple in the bunch and everything else is good but that rotten apple starts to infect every apple that's around it and that's what goes on with mental health recently two days ago I had a child that tried to commit suicide. And I'm trying not to cry because this is close to my heart. Mental illness people is real, especially among our black people. And especially right now, our black men are being, they're being tracked down like dogs. They're being killed like animals, like they don't care. And it it doesn't make any sense. And the same day that the black man that got killed in Philly is the same day that my, my I got that call. I got the call that they found my son hanging. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, and if it wasn't for me constantly praying for my children, prayer is the key that will unlock every demonic force that comes against your family and your seed. I'm I hear I come here to tell you. Now I listen, I'm a preacher at heart. I'm a doctor at heart, but this is Shirley show. This is some real talk. Let's talk real real. We can pray all we want and prayer is the key. 
But we've got to get help when we need help. When they cry out for help. When there is a, a child of yours that is hanging there being hanged. They found hanging and they caught him just in time. That's when you know prayer works. You don't never know what a child or a person is going through. And they're reaching and they're reaching out for help when they are trying to commit suicide. Let me give you a little background. At the age of 12, I tried to commit suicide. I took every pill that they could. I could. And it's in my my book because I am an author. It's in my first book called The Pricey Cost of the Anointing. I have a second book. Um, called Married to the Counterfeit. Counterfeit, And it's um, almost finished. And you're going to be seeing it in all your social media outlets. It's going to be in all of your stores. It's going to be all over everywhere. You will be seeing me on TV. You will be seeing me on um, or hearing me on different radio shows. But what I want to explain to you and express to you, just like the young man, his mother that we seen on television. She was trying to comfort. She called 911 for a mental dispatch, for a mental health check. But the police shot him instead of asking. They immediately thought he was a threat. He had the knife, yes, but they did not ask the question. Instead of having a taser, they killed the man. Was that right? No, it was not right. My thought and my process in this is every day now, even though yesterday I had to go to a major conference and this conference was booked all the way back into May and I had been studying and laying down before God and praying, but I had to go and fulfill the promises that God had for me to do at this conference in Philadelphia, but all the while praying for my child. And I didn't mention him. If you go on Facebook Live, it's on my page. I didn't mention him, but I had to walk away and I had to get myself together and ask God to help me not break down. Because as a mother, we are nurturers. We birthed that child. We know the day that they were born, We know the length, the inches, the pounds, how much hair they had, how many, uh, how long they were, what their eyes looked like, what their hands looked like, what their feet looked like. Everything about a mother takes notice of their child. So we are naturally nurturers and we are naturally going to protect. We are lioness, as I, if I can say that. For our children, girl or boy. So when you knew, I knew at an early age that my child had some issues. But I prayed. I put him in through, through some, some counseling and things like that. I did the natural things. But when they grow up and go out on their own, there's nothing that you can do. So as parents, I want you to say, tell yourself, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. Unfortunately, there is something 
mentally that did not connect in the brain. And it's nothing that you did when you were pregnant. It's nothing that you did that caused it while you were pregnant. So I want you to get that out of your mind. But I want you to realize that when they get grown, all you can do is be by their side and listen to what they're saying, even if it does not make any sense. Because when you start listening to their talking and their listening to their conversations with you, you know that something is off because it's not making sense during their conversation with you. And when you knew, like me, I knew at an at, at early age that he wasn't all the way there. But he had so many gifts and talents. And I knew he seen things just like I saw things. This boy could take a book uh, part a dirt bike and put it uh, it would be broke and put it back together like as if it was new that was his time when I put him on medication which I didn't want to but I had to because it was re- it was required of me or CPS would be involved so I had to abide by the laws of the land but that didn't stop me and others from praying for my child. So when I got the call the other day, I was beside myself knowing, God, I've got to preach. I'm one of the persons that is going, one of the key speakers on Saturday to preach. I was beside myself and I called my leader and explained and let people know that I am not unav- I'm unavailable right now. I didn't get any responses back, but it's okay. Sometimes you have to walk it alone, but you're not really alone because God is there with you. I now have to call my son every hour to make sure that he's okay and speak life into him, letting him know that he's worth it, letting him know that he's wanted, letting him know that he's loved, letting him know that if he takes his life that he did not give, that he will never see me or his siblings ever again because that is a curse and that is not something that God tolerates. And now that me and my Fiance are telling him and talking with him and letting him know on a daily basis that you have to get people that are in God, that are in in a positive, not a negative, reminding them, well, you know, you did this when you no, don't allow that into your space, not even your space, but their space, because their mental their mental perception is not how you think. They think on a, it's distorted. So when it's distorted, they're not thinking like you are rationally. It's irrational how they're thinking when it's a mental disorder. Mental disorders come in 
all different types and forms. And you might not catch it, but you'll say, something off with that child or something off with that individual. But it's not for you to judge. It's us. It's up to us to pray. And it's up to us to see if we can get through to them. And getting through to them is not by yelling, not by telling them, you off, you need help, you need this, you need that. Ah, that's not the way to go. You listen to them. Okay, all right. Let's go out to lunch. Let's go do this. But at the same time, you go and do your research and see how you can do it. And if they're ready for it, like my son now is trying to get the help, but at the same time, he's still battling. He was let go by a lie. There's nothing I can do. He's 28 years old. There's nothing I can do about the lie that released him. That did not allow him to stay and get the help that he needed. And I'm telling you as a mother, as a parent, don't do it because you never know what is going to happen. You've got to let them get the help that they need. I don't care if it's a girlfriend, a cousin, a a brother, a sister, a relative. Let them get the help that they need. They need the help. Whether it's being in the hospital where they need to get therapy, a psychiatric evaluation, medicating until they are able to be able to recognize what's going on. Their mental thinking is not like ours. They ha- they think distortedly. They think like schizophrenia. Everything is after them. And they might have done some things that is now coming back to haunt them. So their mental capacity in their mental thinking is now affecting their everyday living. Mm. You've got to recognize mental illness is real. Mental illness, if it's not fixed, will lead to suicide and untimely death that is not. They feel like they're alone. They feel like no one understands them. They feel like no one cares about them. They feel like there is nothing out there for them to live anymore, which we know is not true. So that's why we have to come to them very softly, very lovingly, check on them. I don't care if it's every five or 10 minutes. I have to do that now. Is it tiring? Yes. But my love overrides more than my tiredness. Because I want my son to know. And I want my children to know. I love them. Not more than God. But I love them enough to know. To help try to help them get help. And recognize that this is not who you are. But I am there for you. I'm going to be there for you. 
riding up to see them, seeing my face, and hugging, letting them know, Mommy is always going to be here. Even when the Lord takes my last breath, I'm still in spirit in your heart. You've got to allow those with mental illness know they are wanted and needed. And they are not alone in this thing. Especially during the year 2020. It's so hard. Especially for our black men that are being killed for no reason. Mental health in the black men in the community is rising to a new high. And we've got to recognize as mothers, as women, as the community. Let's get together instead of looting and fighting and shooting one another. Let's come together in unison and encourage one another. Let's get together and have a talk, a round table talk about mental health issues, about what's going on in the current world so that we can be on the same page to help one another and to listen to one another so that they can know you're not alone in this. You are not alone. We are there together. We are with you. We're going to link up together. I'm going to exchange phone numbers. Where do you live? Where do you want to meet up at? We're going to talk. If we need to have to what we need, this is what we need. Where are our elder men? Where are our elder men that can speak into the lives of our young men? Where are you at? Stand up and speak into the younger generation, the millennials. We need to speak to them because their lives are being taken. Their lives are being distorted. The music industry is being is distorting their mind. The music industry is saying that you've got to know that sometimes some of the lyrics in those music, in the music, will cause them to do things that they will never do. And it's very important. It's very important what we what we, we, we listen to and put into our ear gates and into our spirit, man. And what I'm talking about is what you hear and what you listen to can affect your actions. What you hear and what you listen to can affect your actions, especially if you're not mentally 